Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In business alone, I've seen so many people who don't choose something based on, oh, what if something goes wrong? And it's like, it might. Business is not a sure thing. I've lost money. I've lost companies. I've made money. I've been successful. I've done it all. And that's when I realized that I was $187,000 in debt. Are you the type of person who wakes up in the morning and complains about what you don't have? Or are you the type of person who wakes up in the morning and goes, okay, what's it gonna take for more money to show up in my life? What would I have to choose? I literally went through all my accounts and then started using these tools. They changed my financial reality. Because here's the thing too. When you make more money than everybody else in your family, you make people uncomfortable. How many people only make enough money so that they can be comfortable at the next family party gathering? Like, I know that sounds insane. The question I've been asking recently is, hey universe, show me something I haven't been willing to receive yet. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome to the inspired evolution and it is such a treat to be here today we have with us simone molasses have i said that right simone have i got it right i've got it wrong millicis millicis ever gets it right so it's totally fine (laughs) thank you so much for being so accommodating for me thank you so much for being here with us for those tuning in simone for the first time she's an advanced facilitator and business development coordinator of access consciousness um but she's got many of her own businesses in her own right she actually catapulted to significant success after having dug herself out of 
I think it was almost 200k in debt. Simone, am I quoting no, myself? No, 187,000 Australian dollars in debt, I found myself. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> okay, so we're going to dive deep into consciousness and entrepreneurship and business. And as you know, the Inspired Evolution, all about spiritual entrepreneurship. So yeah, really excited to have you here today and just wanted to take a moment to thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me here. And you're tuning in from sunny Queensland. So this is like the first time for those that are tuning in, or not the first time, but first time in a long time, I'd say, that we're actually listening to two similar accents, I imagine, in this episode, two Aussies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So many interviews, et cetera, for someone overseas. So same time zone. Um, <laughs> hot and humid here. So there you go. There's my weather report. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually warming up here too, which is uh, actually refreshing. Uh, we're, we're definitely heading into autumn. So cool. So I want to dive into um, starting at the sort of nexus of your book. You wrote a book called Joy of Business. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you first wrote it, well, not when you first wrote it, but then over time it started to get translated in other cultures and even other cultures were like, we don't really put, how do you put these two words together, joy and business? We can't na- title your book for you in our language. And just the idea that joy and business don't go together. Um, tell us a little bit about what prompted you to write this book, man, please. Well, that was my first book. I've actually written three books and that was the mm. first book. And Look, I, I was delusional. I always thought that people, you know, enjoyed what they did and mm. they were happy in business, etc. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought that why would you do something if you didn't enjoy it was always my point of view. So when I was talking to a friend of mine, my colleague, Gary Douglas, who's the founder of Access Consciousness, mm. and we had this, we we're in Perth in Western Australia, and we're having this conversation about something one day and someone was choosing something and I went, why are they choosing this? This is business and business is joyful. And he looked at me and he mm. went, what? And I went, business is joyful. I said, you choose business for the joy of it. And he went, no, you don't. And I went, yes, you do. And we had this like back and forth. And yeah. then I looked at him and he went, Simone, he said, you've got to get your different. And that was the first moment that I was like, What? You know, and I remember going to, it was, I was in Sydney and I was going to the Mm. pub on a Friday night and I just got this new job and a friend of mine said to me, you make me sick how much job satisfaction you get. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I've known you for years and every single job you get, you come in and you're you're so excited about it and you're just like, oh my God. He said, most people are like, oh, Monday. You're like, Monday. Yeah. then I started realizing like then once you have someone pointed out to you, you start mm. to hear like those whispers. And I started mm. noticing people and how they were reacting, et cetera, to business and all of that. So then Gary um, said to me, he said, look, you need to do some classes about this. So I did. Mm. I started doing some classes. And to be honest with you, Amrit, I was doing classes thinking, oh, this is boring. Like this is a two-hour class. And they're very – to me, they were really simple tools. And I could be running a business rather than just talking about it. But then I got people coming up and they were so grateful and their gratitude and all of that was just so astounding to me that I went, oh, this actually matches the energy of what it is I'd like to create in the world. And that is to invite mm-hmm. people to a different possibility. So so I did these classes and, and I watched how people started to like institute the tools and change their life. And so simple. Mm-hmm. So then I went, okay, next move, like next action step, which is all the mm. joy business for me. Next action step is put it into a book. And I actually, here's the funny thing is I called it joy business. And Gary said to me, 
don't call it that. And I said, why not? And he said, people don't get it. They won't get it. And I said, but that's what it is. And he said, yeah, but don't call it that. He said, you, you know, no one will want to buy the book. And I went, I stood my ground and I was like, that's what it is. I'm calling it Joy Business. So I did. Mm. And then now, as you mentioned, it's, it's translated, I think, into 16 different languages. We're about to launch Russian ironically mm. um and we're trying to figure out how to print books in russia at the moment but anyway that's another story yeah. um and and then yeah every single translator has pinged me and said hey this doesn't make sense in our language and I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense in english either so yeah know, like let's and, I, and i'd say to them okay give me the words you think you could use and literally how i've chosen that in all of the languages is energetically mm. like listening and going okay tell me more about this word tell me more about this word like, what's that? And then going, that word, use that one. And that's how mm. we've created the name of Joy Business in all these different languages. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think, um, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about energetics, um, especially around business, uh, because, you yeah, know, you speak to it uh, so easily, actually, when I found uh, researching yourself and all the content in there. And I, one of the things that I found quite remarkable is uh, it's the the acronym of the book in English is Job with a capital B. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Job with a capital B is actually the joy of business, and it's like it's almost like you're working for yourself. Um, and I wanted to ask at the juncture of some one of the things you were sharing was you always had a really high job satisfaction. Now is that a function of a who you specifically are, and maybe you are different, or b? Um, the opportunities that you sought out were properly tailored to you. What was, which one was it? Um, I'm going to hold up the card and say it's ab. It's both. <laughs> and I'll tell right. you why. It's because yeah. I do think I'm different, but I also, like one of the things I've always done is looked for what was exciting and thrilling for me. And then when I was done, I was done. So therefore, though, mm. Emma, every job interview I went to, like there's a few I went to and they would say, you, have you seen your resume? Like it doesn't look that great. And, and because I would leave a job, I was done. Mm. And, and they're like, you know, mm -hmm. then you look like you're not, not willing to commit. You're not willing to settle down. You're not willing to do all of this. But I would go to a job and I would learn something and it was like, okay, now I'm bored and I'm done. Like I remember one of the mm. jobs I had in Sydney and it was a sales manager for a wholesale clothing company and I loved it. And I used to earn commission and love the clothes, love dealing with clients all over Australia and did all of that. And, and I actually started at that place working in the warehouse and the guy who owned the business mm -hmm. said to me, why do you want to work in the warehouse? And I went, I just want to work in the warehouse. I want to see how it's run. So I started in the warehouse mm -hmm. and he said, you're so overqualified. I just got back from traveling overseas and I was like, I don't know what I want to do, you know, so I worked in the warehouse and very quickly worked my way up. And then it was after mm. a while, I was there for a few years and I walked into his office and he looked at me and he said, you're leaving, aren't you? And I went, yeah. And he said, yeah. And he said, look, the next thing I can do is give you is shares of the company. And he said, I haven't even done that with my kids. And he said, and I was really grateful because he got it. He was like, you've done everything that you were meant to do here. And he was a really cool guy. And he was like, look, I do think it's time for you to go find out what else you want to do. And that mm. was always, I've never sort of held on to a job because I'm like, oh, what happens if I don't have money to pay the rent? I've always, mm. I don't know what it is, but I have this awareness that I'm always going to be okay. I'm going to create something different. I mean, I remember, mm. you know, Sydney Mardi Gras, right? <laughs> there was one time yeah. in, in Sydney, I didn't have much money. I so wanted to go to all the parties in Sydney and go to Mardi Gras and everything. 
and we didn't have money but for me I was like well that's not gonna work okay what do I need to do and glitter was very much all the rage so my friend and I went and got these I found a wholesale company that did these little plastic tubs you know and we brought all of these plastic tubs and we brought this gel and glitter and we sat at my kitchen bench and we made like about six different shades of glitter that you could, you know, put on your body, etc. And had these big baskets, dressed up really colourful, walking down Oxford Street, going, "Glitter for five dollars, hugs for free. Glitter for five dollars, <laughs> hugs for free." We got a lot of hugs, and we mm. sold a lot of glitter, enough to go pay for the tickets that we wanted to to have for Mardi Gras. So it was like I've always been like that, though. Instead of sitting at home going you know, moaning that I can't do something. It's like, well, what can I do? What action can I take mm. to make this happen? And, and and that's up to each person. Each person has the capability to choose that. You've got to choose it. You've got to leap and you've got to keep moving forward, you know? Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because the question was going to be then, you know, if it is uh, equal parts who you are and equal parts the opportunities that you create, what do you teach, <laughs> right? Because how can you teach someone to be you? Um, but in the seminars, as you shared, yeah, um, I guess the question still kind of stands, but I think you've alluded to the fact that yeah, you've got to go out and create. And I've looked at your work. You are a compulsive creator, it would seem. Oh, look, I have a lot of I have a lot of different um, things going on. I don't just settle for something normal. I'm definitely different, I would say, and mm. I I always thought that was a little normal. And I realised that I mean I don't know. I have my main business is working with access consciousness and travelling the world, you know, mm. running seminars, etc. And then I have I'm a partner in three different antique shops in Australia: one in Pridgeon mm. Beach, two in Brisbane. I'm part owner of a castle in Italy, which I never thought that would happen, uh, which mm. is so beautiful. And also I'm, you know, part owner and developing this property in Costa Rica called El Ugar, mm. Um, That's going to be this huge, amazing, you know, eco resort. There's so many different things. I mean, I just went to India last week and I was doing a seminar there. And I went to this area in Delhi, in New Delhi called Pahaganj, where I used to do business 25 years ago. And I mm. wanted to see what it was like. And I'm walking down the street and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like it hasn't changed. And then mm. I saw these jewelry shops that I used to buy jewelry from. And I went, let's go in and have a look. And then I sat there and went, what am I doing? I own an antique and jewelry shop. So I ended up buying jewelry to sell here. And it was like that's mm. – but I'm always asking, you know, like how many more revenue streams can I invite into my life? And I want to say, though, for me, it's like I have learned and I've taught myself to enjoy money and to have money. Um, mm. I, I've definitely pushed it aside, like when I was so in debt and did all of that. I've learned to receive that, but I basically do choose things that are joyful for me and make me happy. Mm. That's the grounds for how I choose. Let's talk about that happiness and hopefully this will start to segue into joy because what's the difference between energetically obviously there's the financial bank balance but what's the difference energetically between the Simone that was almost 200 grand 187 Aussie K in debt versus the Simone that is traveling to India in Pahadganj and yeah sort of going hey like I'm gonna bring some jewelry back to my antique store and this is gonna be loads of fun what's energetically the difference between the two Simones uh the willingness to be way more present with my choices and mm. to also acknowledge that I am capable of choosing what it is that I'm asking for. Um, I was very much ignorant and mm. avoided things. You know, like that energy of when you, if you think you avoid it, it's just going to go away. It doesn't. <laughs> and I mean, 
I'm in my early 50s now and I wouldn't want to be in my 20s for anything. I actually wouldn't even want to be in my 30s, you know. 40s was great and it's like, but 50s is, is looking like it's even better. So mm. it's that same thing. I think in my 20s what I was willing to look at was maybe 15% of what I was truly choosing. And as I've gotten older, I think you sort of, you stop, you stop judging yourself so much and, ju- and mm. judging your choices. That's what I found. And then, and realizing that your choices lead you to something different. I mean, mm. in business alone, it's like, I've seen so many people who don't choose something based on, oh, what if something goes wrong? And it's like, it might, business is not a sure thing. It's like everything you choose is it's fraught with uncertainty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. And, and for me, yeah. I've lost money. I've lost companies. I've made money. I've been successful. I've done it all. And mm. the places where I have, I guess, I don't know, stuffed up as according to this reality would say, oh, you lost money or you lost or you did something wrong. Or whatever. My gosh, have I gained awareness, like so mm. much awareness. I mean, I told you before we started this show, I'm going through something at the moment, uh, uh, some legal issues. And it's really interesting. And I know I'm going to come out the other side as a greater person. I'm going to come mm-hmm. out more of me because what it's bringing up is all these different things for myself that I'm not always going to have a look at. Like I mm-hmm. am, I always trip up on believing people somewhere in my world. I've always thought, you know, I don't know, like this utopian ideal that everyone is going to say what they mean and, and be kind and honest and truthful. And I continuously realize that is not true. Always the case. Mm. Just me wishing it was isn't going to make that true. So, so what I'm, what I learn and I gain the awareness from, and I think when you gain awareness, it's just, that's invaluable. You can't put mm. a, a money, you know, thing on that or anything. It's like, it's uh when you gain that awareness, you become more of you and then your choices become, are made from a bigger space of possibilities. Like, because it's not about getting angry. It's not about, you know, revenge. It's not about anything like that. It's what if you chose like from this level of allowance you have of what other people choose, what you choose, um, you know, like I, I guess like the strongest potency I would say is your point of view is that you don't really have a point of view. You're willing to take any different angle and choose what is going to create a greater possibility. And that's what I reach for every day. Wow. Okay, so the key difference between then and now is you being able to be, well, greater levels of awareness, non-judgment, but the key thing in there is choice, um, being able to choose, but it's almost like peeling back without judgment gives you the variety of perspectives to afford yourself and then finally move towards and go, hey, that's the most empowered position to sort of choose and that's the mindset, that's the approach, that's the perspective, that's the identity I'm willing to adopt in order to facilitate um, the outcomes that I'm looking to achieve. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say all of that except for I don't mm. try and look at a specific outcome. Right. Because if I look for a specific outcome, what I've found over the years is that's more about me controlling it and mm. I'm asking for the greatest possibility to show up. Like literally what I do when I'm in bed before I get up, I put my hands on my body somewhere and just ask a question and include my body in it. Like this morning, you know, I'm just like, hey, world, hey, body. And it's like, you know, what would it take for us to generate and create greater possibilities today? Hmm. So I'm not looking for a specific outcome. I'm looking for greater, I'm asking for greater possibilities. The 
left brain logic brain in me is struggling here a little bit <laughs> because if you know, which I know in an access consciousness conversation is like excellent. <laughs> I've uh, done a couple of episodes with Dane and Gary, so I know that uh-huh, I you, you've got me right where you've got me right where you want me. But but one of the um nonetheless, without having a focus on an outcome, then I think potentially for the audience tuning in, helping us to then, you know, what are you choosing based on then? How do you make a choice if you're not looking at an outcome? What are you choosing? Are you choosing based on feeling? Are you choosing based on intuition? What like what is it that's guiding your choices potentially? Um, okay, so yeah. if I look at um, one of the, the businesses that I have, um, Antiques and Possibilities, that's in Pridgian Beach, and mm. it was the lease was up, right? And we have in our lease like three by three, so we could sign another lease. And the shop hasn't been doing that great recently. Like hardly anything has in the village at the moment. I think people are, you know, as my one of my business partners said, People start freaking out, you know, the interest rates, they buy into everything and then they realize, oh, I'm not dead. Maybe I will start spending money. You know, it's like, it's, it's weird. So, so it's not doing that great, but I don't look at that and go, oh my God, it's not doing that great. It's, it's like, but I did go, okay, let's indulge. Do we want to continue this or not? Like, is it actually creating a greater possibility? So when I look at the energy of that and go, I mean, I sat there on my, on my veranda with my business partner you know, asking questions going, is this creating a greater possibility? Does the shop still desire to exist? Like everything mm. has consciousness. So we literally mm. asked the shop and the shop's like, yes. And we went, okay. So it was like, okay, where would our life be in five years time if we signed the lease? Where would our life be in five years time if we didn't sign the lease? Like, because you get a download of an energy when you're willing to be out of control, you'll get this, um, like a download of the possibilities, but not from putting it into this linear perspective. Mm. So and what I found really interesting is we chose, we chose to sign the lease, right? And this was like, I don't know, 10 days ago. As soon as we started signing, we signed the lease, the, even the staff noticed. They were like, wow, the shop feels so different. And we started um, making sales and we started making enough sales to pay staff and pay rent. Because at one stage we were like, where are we getting money from to pay staff, you know, and from this business. And it started something different it's almost like for me and I know that people might think that that's being a total nutter but I don't care I really don't care anymore you know I'm, yeah. I said early 50s you don't really care what anyone thinks about <laughs> so I yeah. um I look at it and the shop sort of I, I know I had this energy of like oh you desire me it's sort of like you know like a peacock sort of thing like it's up going okay you desire me I will be here for you and then, then it's a whole new realm of different questions that you be with it. So it is really energetic. And I know it might sound really wishy-washy, but it's way better than trying to get the result that you think should show up rather than mm. allowing it to show up the way it would like. And that is, and it's, it's something you have to choose and something you just have <laughs> to play with and engage in. And, and I get it. People are like, no, we have to reach budget. We have to do all this. And I'm like, that never makes sense to me. Like I can do a budget. I can do a budget for a bank or an investor or something like that. But it's so limiting to me if you if you're going to go. Oh, this is what we're aiming for. This is what, and it's like really you're not allowing any other possibility to show up because you're focusing yeah. on this. Mm. And I think potentially that's perhaps why, because yeah, that openness isn't part of their conversation. Potentially why joy of business <laughs> is not available to them as a conversation too. So. 
interesting because I was smoking along a little bit and part of me for that because I have definitely been, I can put both hands up as, yeah, I identify at those moments where I've set like myself targets in even in the Inspired Evolution business and gone, yep, we're going to get to here and then we're chugging along towards it and then it starts to get really like mm, not flowy and then I'm like, no, 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 no. That's just the resistance. I've got to prove that I really want it. And then it just keeps getting harder and harder and harder. And it's like, when do you get the message, mate, that you just need to stop driving towards that? And there's this whole world of opportunity over here where things yeah. are just flowing and just go there. And, yeah, it's taken a minute to be able to learn to soften and allow and it's much more feminine as a way of approaching things in the masculine approach. I guess at the, we run the risk at this particular juncture in the conversation to um, – be a bit more theoretical and I kind of want to bring it back to something that's a bit more takeawayable for the audience. And I'm not sure if you're willing to do this, but I've seen you guide this process before and I personally got a lot out of it. So I was wondering if you'd do us the honors of potentially doing it today. Feel free to say no. Um, inviting just like a quick short exercise for potentially those business owners tuning in, or maybe even if you've got a job, you can tune in in a similar way to, you know, approaching a conversation. But you mentioned before that you were having a conversation with the antique store and like seeing, and then, you know, it evolved and opened up to you and started peacocking. Well, like for some people tuning in, it's like, I've never really spoken to my business or I've never really looked at it that way, like as a different energetic entity that's out there. It's always just been an inanimate object. How do I talk to it? Can you potentially guide us into feeling into the energy of a business? And then hopefully that's a practical takeaway that um, the audience can, yeah, feel into. Have you have you listened to my energy pools in business? Is that what you're talking about? I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, so let's do this. All right, so... All right, so what I would want you to do if you are listening to this is I want you to put your attention on your current business. So let's, Amra, you've got the Inspired Evolution, okay? That's one of your you. one of your businesses. Now, if you don't actually have a business, you have an idea, okay? So I want you to put your attention on that idea. It could be something that, that just keeps pinging you and you're like, oh, what about this? What about this? And it could be any of, any of your businesses, any of your projects, et cetera, and just put your attention on it. Now, what I want you to do is I'm going to, I'm going to shut my eyes because it's just easier for me too. So if anyone else is watching, I would shut your eyes too, just because we tend to get distracted when we look at stuff too. So if you put your attention on the business, I'm going to put my attention on antiques and possibilities as well. And it's like, I just want you to like be more space. So you, the body is here, right? You can touch your body, but you, the being can be everywhere. And I want you to go about 100,000 kilometers outside of your body, okay? So go about 100,000 kilometers outside of your body because when you give yourself space with the business, you hear something different. You have these like whispers of consciousness that is something different. So, and I would like you to destroy and uncreate your relationship with your business. Now, don't freak out. This is not about like destroying your business. It's about destroying all of the places that you have a barrier, you have the limitations, you have a a point of view, a fixed point of view, anywhere that you're looking for a result that you've decided is the right result, any of that. So you're destroying and uncreating everything that you've decided about you being in this business, about having this business, this idea, this project, whatever it is. And then use the access consciousness clearing statement, which is everything that that is, destroy and uncreate it, Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys, provids and beyonds. And we'll give you the link of where you can find out more about that if you desire. Um, And then what I want you to do is have a look at the business, right? 
What have you been avoiding with the business? What have you been trying to prove with the business? It's like how many presumptive realities, like how much are you presuming what should happen with this business do you have? And everything at that is times of God selling where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad. Pock and pot all names, shorts, boys, privates and beyonds. Now, whatever the business is, it could be a service, like you could be a massage therapist or it could be a retail shop or a restaurant, anything, or a, a, a podcast, anything. And what I want you to do is I want you to ask the business and the project to pull massive amounts of energy from the entirety of the world. And if you say, how do I do that? It's like, just practice, just do it. It's like you pull massive amounts of energy from every single person over the entirety of the world not just where you are located geographically, okay? The whole entire world, every single person pull it into the business so that they now know that the business exists. They can sense it somewhere in their world. They know it's available. And then I want you to ask the business, not you, the business, I want you to ask the business to let these little trickles go out across the whole entire world to every single person who's looking for your business, who's seeking it, who's asking questions, and then let's add in every single other person who doesn't even realize that they're asking for it. And ask the business to let these little trickles go out to the entirety of the world. It's almost like the, you know, from Avatar and the Awa tree and those, those, um, those brushes from the, the tree, they're just blowing in the wind. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And let those just land where they land. And then I want you to ask the business and the project to create this energy flow. And the energy flow is where... It's like pulling energy into the business and then flowing back out, pulling energy into the business and flowing back out. So this energy flow becomes like this, just this equalization that just occurs, whether you're asleep, whether you're awake, whatever. But ask the business to do this, to create this, to generate this. Because every single business, every single project has a consciousness of its own. And a lot of the times people will start to go to the wrongness or negate their business when they can't, quote unquote, feel it anymore. But what I want you to ask is, has your business, has your project become something of its own? 
and ask it to contribute to you and you contribute to it. And the business is the source, okay? And then keep asking for that energy to come into the business and the business to send it out. Like say for me, antiques and possibilities, it's like all the antiques, all the jewelry in the shop. Can you please go find your owners? Whether it's online or it's someone walking into the shop, can you please pull in the owners? So if you were selling real estate, ask the house that you're selling to pull the owner in. And everything that doesn't allow all of this to show up with ease and joy and glory where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys, proverbs, and beyonds. And I want you to go even further out, your being. So go 200,000, 500,000 kilometers outside of your body because you actually have the ability to perceive everything going on across the whole entire world, not just what you can see and hear. You're an infinite being, and an infinite being has the ability to perceive, know, be and receive everything and then what I want you to do is you still got your attention on the business the project etc just ask to flick that one molecule one molecule that changes everything and ask to create and generate greater possibilities more money more revenue streams more possibilities whatever it is you're asking for just flick the one molecule and then every single day you can wake up I find, like I said before, I like lying in bed and, and asking questions in bed when I first wake up. I'm very creative when I wake up. And just flick the one molecule that allows the change to occur. And be with that energy. And everything it doesn't allow you to know that you can be that energy and be that energy with your business every single day where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys, proverbs, and beyonds. And enjoy the space. And the magic. Gotta acknowledge the magic. The smallest of things that show up. Acknowledge that magic because when you acknowledge those small magic and the miracles, it's like then you're actually inviting bigger magic and bigger miracles to show up. And everything with that is times a good scene. We're just trying to uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad. Pock and pot all nine shorts, boys, proverbs and beyonds. Whew. How was I that? Love I love them. I love them. <laughs> I love them. So for your listeners, I actually have I have some business energy pools. And I also have some mm. money energy pools, mm. although we nicknamed it Moneygy because I made a quote-unquote mistake when I went to say money energy pool and I called it Moneygy. So now everyone says the Moneygy pools. The Moneygy so pools. I have, <laughs> I, have, um, I have two free ones on my YouTube. So there's one with money and one with business. And I think they're 30 minutes long. And it's They're on definitely YouTube. worth going to check out. Yeah, yeah, and then if yeah. you want to buy some, you can buy them. But yeah, you can go. Check I'll check a link to the. Over. I'll check a link to both of them in the description um, in this podcast episode on the YouTube channel below um, for everyone to check out. Thanks. I yeah, it um, even just spending, like I really appreciate the guided process of it, but eat, like, and not to not to discount any of it, like a lot of the the clearing statements, your relationship with it, super valuable. 
but even just taking that time to spend time with your business in that way, <laughs> invaluable. Well, you, it's it's palpable, the energy. Mm. I mean, even notice now, it's like there's more of a sense of peace. Mm. There's not the Around both of us. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. you start your podcast before anyone comes on, and I like the way it's just a few seconds, but you're like just, it's like this like, okay, breathe. And we don't, we don't do that enough. Like just, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be significant. It doesn't have to be like this hour long something. It could literally be <laughs> 10 seconds if you just go, okay, mm. now what? Like the yeah. next time you've got frantic or stressful, just take a breath and ask a question. Okay, now what? Simone, have you ever um, tuned into your business in this way and been overwhelmed by what it's presented to you? No, I would say I've been overjoyed. Because mm. I yeah. think overwhelmed is one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves. Yo, tell me more about no. that. We create, create over, like we go, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed. And it's like, well, hang on a second. If you just take a breath, what is it that you've decided you're overwhelmed with? Like, what is it that you're unwilling to be? You know, do mm. you need to ask for help? I mean, mm. there's, I talk about, there's my favorite, one of my favorite books in the world is called um, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. Have you ever read it? No. It's a it's a thirty four minute um, animated movie on Apple TV at the moment as well. It's so beautiful, right? So the boy, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. And there's this one mm. line in it, and the boy says to the horse, "What's the bravest thing you've ever done?" And the horse says, "Ask for help." Mm. And I was like, "It's so beautiful because we often we go to this overwhelm and then we go, do this contracted thing and thinking that we have to do everything ourselves, and it's not yeah. true." You know, you may ask for help from people. You may ask for help from, I don't know, your dog, your plants. Like I talk to my plants all the time. The mm. earth, it's like, okay, show me something else that's possible. Like the mm. question I've been asking recently as I'm driving along in my car, I'm like, hey, universe, show me something I haven't been willing to receive yet. Mm. I don't know what's going to show up. Let's go. <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah. I'm up for that adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The openness there. Yeah. Access Consciousness is your biggest business uh, venture that you've invested yourself into. Does it, are you, are you like, yeah, how are you finding navigating that because it is a business centred on consciousness and it's very fluid and everything we're discussing is so fluid and, you know, hearing you talk now makes a lot of sense in terms of the fluidity that you like, the joy and the ease that you like to sort of create and, the, like, yeah, just the freedom of flow. Um but is this always what you saw for yourself in terms of access consciousness facilitation? And second part to that question would be, is it a necessary ingredient in your humble opinion to your greater success? Um, okay. So first of all, I always had the, I just knew I wanted to do something different and wanted to be, have some sort of impact on the world. Mm. Um, you know, like when I was at high school and people were like, what are you going to go study? What are you going to do? You know, and some people were like, what they wanted to study law or what, I don't know, anything. And yeah. someone to get married and have kids. And I was like, I, I was like, I want to see the world. Like I just had mm. this interesting thing. I wanted to travel the world, see the world and see how people lived and what I could contribute. And I guess that what I could contribute was a very thing in the back of my head. 
like because I was mm. like, I don't know what this is, you know. And I was living in London at one stage, you know, one of those Aussie backpackers in three-bedroom house with 21 people and one bathroom, you know, that crazy sort of. Classic. (laughs) And one of the things that I did to get some space for myself was I would quite often jump on, you know, one of the big uh, red buses and just, I didn't have much money. So I was like, you know, riding across London and I would write and I would write, 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 write. And... I remember seeing there was actually a musician, a famous musician that I saw off the side of the bus, and she had this T-shirt on that had something, I can't remember the words, but it was something really derogatory. And mm. I thought, God, you have the power and potency to, to wear something in a T-shirt on your chest that could change somebody's day, you know, just by mm. reading. You have that impact, and you're choosing that. And I was like, hmm, Interesting. So then I started writing this whole piece on vulnerability and and I was like, what if people could be more vulnerable with each other and just push those barriers down? You know, like when kids meet each other and a kid's just like, they don't even care about your name. They're not like, how much money do you have in the bank account? What religion are you? Have you been married? Are you like, da, da, da. Mm. They're just like, you want to play? You know, and what if we had that energy with ourselves? And then I created this whole concept of doing T-shirts with sayings mm. on them that I perceived could change someone's life just by reading them. Mm. So that business was, I, you know, that, that created on a big red bus in, in London and then, you know, skip to the future, I created this business called Good Vibes For You and mm. it had, we had, we did T-shirts, magnets, stickers, and then I ended up doing merchandise for, um, for musicians. So Pete Murray, mm. you know Pete Murray, he, yeah. um, he, he was um, one of the first guys I did merchandise for and went on tour with him. And I just found access there yeah. and I went to her and I created all this merchandise and it was so beautiful and selling and AAA passes, you know, love music and mm. backstage everywhere. And you know, at that moment in life where you go, okay, I've got everything I thought I wanted. And then you go, is this actually what I want? And <laughs> this friend of mine, uh, who's also a musician said to me, Hey, are you enjoying being on tour? Mm. And I was like, ooh, good question. And I was like, I like yeah. being on tour, but I'm not so sure I want to be on tour with music, even though I love music. Mm. I think I want to be on tour with something else. And he was like, what? And then I started talking to him about access. I was like, this is stuff that I just found. I was like, I, it's changed my life. I would love to change other people's lives. So that's sort of how I navigated into mm. that. And to me, but I mean, yes, there's so much of the energetic stuff, but God, there's a lot of you know, really practical, pragmatic tools and access consciousness that can change any area of your life. You know, mm-hmm. like money, for example. Like I changed my life, my financial reality using the access tools. Mm. So um, relationship, it's like your body, it's like business, all of it. It's like family. It's like anything because the whole basis of it is asking questions and being more aware and what is it you'd like to create and then going out and choosing that, you know, what, what, what action do you need to take? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was very much had that desire to, to be some sort of, to, to contribute to the earth and, and change the world in some way. I mean, I don't think the earth needed changing. I think people, people's points of view and attitudes maybe, you know, needed a little nudge, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's that's where that derived from. And sorry, I forget the second part of your question. 
was how fundamental were the tools that you just uh, delim- uh, were describing um, to yeah. your business success? And yeah, maybe you can elaborate on what, because I know there's a clearing statement. I know there's a whole line of questioning. I know a, there's, yeah. yeah, and judgment, letting that go is a huge piece. Oh, that um, was one of my favorite things, Emma. When I, yeah. I, when I, that was one of the first things I realized. I was like, I went to this class with Gary in Sydney called Out of the Box. And I walked home to this friend of mine's house and I was lying on her couch and I was like just trying to find anything about access. And because at that stage there wasn't much on there. This is like 21 years ago. Yeah. And, and I found this piece on judgment and this woman had written like basically being in no judgment. And I lay there and I was like, I remember lying there going, what would a world be like with no judgment? Like if you never judged yourself again. Because most people wake up with this litany of yeah, judgment. Yeah, let alone others, just yourself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, most of us judge ourselves more harshly than somebody else. We're like, man, Definitely. we're an allowance of them, you know. But ourselves, yeah, We don't talk much about that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've got, we're in a, we're, we judge our, our bodies, we judge the money that we don't have, we judge our business, we judge our relationships, we judge, we judge it all. And it's like, what mm. if we stopped? What if the next time you're in judgment of yourself, you went, you know what, I'm not choosing this anymore. It doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, classic example, if you judge, you know, I don't know, you've got, uh, you know, a big bum and it's like you don't wake up in the morning and your bottom changes. It's like it gets bigger. You don't judge your bank account into I've got no money, I've got no money, I've got no money and wake up and there's money. It's like judgment doesn't create anything greater. It creates less. So if you yeah, stop judging it's... and so say for money, you went, okay, mm. I'm done. What's it going to take for more money to show up in my life? What would I have to choose? Not judging it, yeah. And one of the um, – so here's the thing. When I came across Access Consciousness Tools, I used them and they worked, right? Mm. And I had such a deep-seated point of view about money that I didn't use the tools with, with that. And I organized this uh, seminar for Gary – Douglas and Dane here to come out and, mm. and do that. And it was in the Gold Coast and it was called Money's Not the Problem, You Are, which they have a book that's mm. that's called that. And uh, and I organized the whole seminar and I'm sitting in the seminar and I could hear in my head going, oh, here we go again, you know, <laughs> they're talking about the money tools, you know. And then I'm sitting in there and I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, I, I've been using the tools and they've been working and changing areas of my life. Why am I not using them to do with money? And I realized that one of the things I'd done, Amrit, was when I gave up, I used to smoke cigarettes. And when I gave up smoking cigarettes, I told all my friends, you know, and they were all like, you're not going to be able to do that. You know, oh, is it, you know, and I went, wow, no one's really supportive of me. And I didn't. And then when I did give up smoking cigarettes, I took me two weeks before anyone noticed. And I just literally went cold turkey. Mm. And realize there's some a lot of the times in life we look at others to be an inspiration to choose something whereas for me I get you have to look within and go I am the Mm -hmm. source of creation I am the one that gets to choose this you know and you'll find the people in life that actually do have your back and support you as you get older I want to say Mm -hmm. Um, and then so I knew that I had to choose this so I literally chose a few tools money tools went home went through all my accounts that's when I realized that I was $187,000 in debt and really pretty much didn't have anything to show for it and then started using these tools and they changed my financial reality. Like I have money, I have wealth creation and it just gets better and better and greater and greater. So there's some pragmatic tools out there that can change your financial reality. Yeah. I um, 
for those that follow me on Facebook, I um, wrote a post on martyrdom the other day that I got from actually Jordan Peterson, and he wrote, it's not virtuous to be victimised by a bully. And I was thinking, it's not virtuous to be victimised by a bully. And then he went even further to say, even if that bully is yourself. And I was like, (laughs) damn, man. I was just like, and we're always doing that, right? And, yeah, it's like your resistance in that space to like looking at it. And, you know, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that because we all have these areas where it's, we just won't look whether for some people it's relationships, for some people it's money, for some people it's wealth creation, for some people it's investment, for some people it's just spent like giving themselves the time that they deserve to be with themselves. It could be working out, it could be a whole bunch of stuff, health, whatever. Um, yeah, when you espouse working with access consciousness, where do you advise people usually get started? Like specifically, especially because you're Aussie, um, how do people touch base uh, to sort of find their way to some of the tools that you've been um, describing? Yeah. Look, what I'd highly recommend is starting with the bars class and that's mm. a hands-on process that we do. It's like 32 different points on the head, um, like things like, you know, body, sexuality, money, control, healing, gratitude, aging, you know, all these different things. And you get you can get your bars run and it just starts to, the best way I can describe it is it's like, you know, if you have documents open on your computer, which, you know, I'm sure we all go through those stages where my computer goes, um, excuse me, can you please shut some things? Like, you have- <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, you know, and then yeah. you go delete, 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 delete. And then you like, yeah, you have this space and that's what mm. bars gives you. Right. So I'd highly recommend bars class. But in saying that, that was not the thing that attracted me. I mm. was like, I was like, oh, I loved the processing and I loved these conversations. So I was like, ah, bars, you know. But now I get, it was like, because it's about lying down on a massage table and actually receiving. And I was just too, I want to say frantic. Like I was just like, run, run, Mm. run, 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 run. So for me, lying down on a table was like, that's a waste of time. So I didn't have that point of view. But I would highly recommend it now because I don't know what I'd do without getting my bars run. But there's other classes like um, there's classes on business, there's classes on money, there's classes on relationships, there's many, many classes that you don't have to have done the bars class as a prerequisite. So, mm. but my recommendation now is is a bars class. Yeah, check it out. There's plenty locally, like they're all over the world now, aren't there? There's we're in like now. 176 countries or something like that, and there's thousands yeah. of facilitators. Thousands of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you can become a bars practitioner. Like you do three classes and uh, of the same class, bars class, and you can become a practitioner as well. So there's mm. you know, there's other ways to have a look at access as well. Mm. I love that. Now, arguably the first part of this, or why are we arguing? Anyway, um, <laughs> summarizingly, this, uh, the first part of this uh, conversation uh, has been dedicated to, I think, choice, really being bringing yourself back to choice um, and always having the power to choose. One of the other uh, points that I found following your journey was this real, the medicine of action and taking action. Um, yeah. Can you espouse that to us a little bit and share, well, what it means to you and at the risk of sounding somewhat like I'm preloading the question in a certain trajectory, um, the medicine of action, is it okay to just be taking action to sort of find what comes up next or is it about taking some time to premeditate, get clear and then take the action? How do you take your next steps usually um, and what, yeah, how do you yeah. encourage others to sort of take the next steps? I know it's a very loose, open, somewhat vague question, but 
I think when it comes to taking action, I even look at myself and it's like, all right, do I focus on this right now? Or do I focus on that? And it's like, mm, and it's, you know, how do you how do you do that um, for yourself? Okay, I, I I get that actually it's it's all of that and it and it differs. Mm. So yeah. for instance, um, okay, so I think the basis of this is, you know, are you the type of person who wakes up in the morning and complains about what you don't have, or are you the type of person who wakes up in the morning and goes, okay. I would like to, you know, generate more money. I'd like to change something with my body. I'd like to do this, 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 you know, and then it's like take action because there's way too many people sitting on the sideline, bitching and moaning and judging, you know, mm. but they're not doing anything. It's like that's that's what they do. They bitch and moan and judge, you know, rather mm. than, I mean, Brene Brown said it really well in one of her TED Talks on vulnerability and mm. she said, you know, if you're on stage, people are going to judge you. But who's judging yeah. you? The people sitting in the seats, not choosing anything, you know. Yeah. And what I've noticed is the more out there I've become, you do receive judgment and vilification. Mm. And, and it has at some point I've gone, whoa, you know, and almost like wanted to stop what I was doing. And I had to look mm. at that and go, hang on a second. It's like I would stop what I'm choosing based on somebody else judging me. Else's, yeah, and their I choice. Remember, yeah, well, I remember Gary said to me, um, Gary Douglas, it was beautiful conversation and I rang him one day because I used to be the worldwide coordinator of, of access consciousness and he said um I said hey I don't know if I can do this job anymore and he said what do you mean and I said I can't handle the judgments and he said tell me what's going on and there was these three women who I considered were my friends you know this is the mm. long ever-ending story of Simone Millis's like you know thinking that everybody's like going to be kind and nice and whatever and mm. I thought they were my friends and I heard stuff that they're saying about me. Mm. So my immediate reaction was to go, maybe I shouldn't do this job. And he went, he was so calm and he said, okay, do me a favor. He said, I want you to do something for me and please use this as a tool, everyone. He said, I want you to have a look at their lives and what they're choosing. Not based on judgment, just have a look at their lives and what they're choosing. Are they choosing a big life, a small life? And it's that's their choice, right? And I was like, okay, and I did that. And he said, now I want you to have a look at your life and what you're choosing. And I was like, okay, I was definitely choosing much more, jumping off more cliffs, doing all of that, you know. Mm. And he said, okay, are they judging you or are they judging what they have not yet chosen and might never choose? And I was like, ah, okay, so it's actually not about me. It's not personal. It's about them. And most people will judge somebody else so that they can I don't know, make themselves feel better about what they're not choosing. So with that conversation, from that day, I just kept leaping forward and taking action and choosing. Because here's the thing too, when you make more money than everybody else in your family, like it sounds like such a simple thing, you make people uncomfortable. When you make more money than your friends, you make people uncomfortable. How many people only make enough money so that they can be comfortable at the next family party gathering? Like, I know that sounds insane, but that's what mm. occurs, right? Or what what sort of relationship is it that you would like to choose? Like, that's I love talking about that too because everyone thinks that they have to choose something, you know, that looks like this. No, it's your choice. You get to choose your life. So what would you like to choose with money? What would you like to choose with business? What would you like to choose, you know, with relationships, with sex, with your body, like all of it and more and, and start to get clear on that. So that's that piece I think that you can get clear but not mm. not make it definitive. It's like, mm. okay, this. Like about three years ago my Pilates instructor said to me, okay, what is it that you're asking for with your body? 
Mm-hmm. I went, oh, good question. Because I'd spent the majority of my life asking to change the size and shape of my body and judge the hell out of it, you know. That was what you did. And then she asked me and I went, good question. And I looked at it and I was like, what am I asking for? And I went, oh, I'm asking for flexibility and strength. You know, I, I didn't want to be one of those people that starts getting up from chairs, making old people noise. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that, right? So then yeah. that piece, you have a request, but what action am I going to take? So then, okay, what action can I take within Pilates or what else is my body asking for? And then I started getting like a personal trainer or asking my body, what is it that you would like to do? Do you want to walk, run, Pilates, stretch? And I found some amazing stretching mobility videos because I travel that you can do in your mm. hotel room. And I've, I am more flexible now than I've ever been in my life. But that was a request and then taking yeah. the action, you know? So... I think one of my favorite things that Warren Buffett ever said in regards to money, but you can take it into everything, mm. is there was this interview I watched with him and someone said to him, why do you think people don't listen to you with how to, you know, get rich, make more money? And he Invest said, in, yeah. He said, most people um, want to do it overnight. And he said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that's sort of up for everything. It's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. So what action can you take today, you know? Mm. Yeah. And what if the and action think... you took today was relaxation? Like relax, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I like, the, I like the marathon perspective as well that you've afforded us because when you look at it as a marathon, it's even the way marathon runners run, their strides are significantly shorter than sprinters, right? Like sprinters have these epically long strides. They're just trying to cover as much ground as fast as possible, but it's usually only 100 metres, 200 metres. But when you're doing 40 kilometres, it's almost like they're just walking, right, with like these really short strides. But they, they're they almost, yeah, the, the faster ones, yeah, really incredibly interesting cadences that they afford us. But I'm digressing from the point, which is, yeah, the shorter, the shorter so when it's a marathon, taking smaller steps, um, can be really, really helpful. I've noticed that for myself as well, um, especially in business. It's like it can be just taking the next small step. Even we talk about energetics, sometimes it's just letting the business know that I'm willing to show up in the smallest way possible, that it responds differently to me, you know. Um, yeah. And it goes, hey, oh, thank you, you're yeah. listening. <laughs> it's like I'm trying. <laughs> you know? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So- Simone, there is so much um, more that is available to people tuning into your work. I've tried to do um, some justice in this podcast to business, energetics, joy, um, and but I know there's also like a lot of pragmatic stuff. Thank you so much for doing one of the pools um, to helping us dial into energetics um, around the business. For those that want to tune into more around specifically your work in around access, how do we how do we find more about Simone? You, look, I have a great name because if you mm. Google it, I have never found another Simone Millicis. So mm. you Google my name, Simone Millicis. My website is Simone Millicis. My Instagram, Facebook handle is Simone Millicis. So, yeah. you know, it's very easy. So it's all there. And also you can go to accessconsciousness.com and find people in your country, city, area. There's lots of stuff we have online. There's lots of live mm-hmm. classes, a lot of fun stuff. So, yeah. Beautiful. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes below. Simone, I've got to ask one last little question, which is what does inspired evolution mean to you when you feel into inspired evolution? What does the future look like for you? 
Wow. To me, um, okay, so I'm going to break it down slightly because the evolution side to me is uh, we are forever evolving and, you know, we think we know what's next, mm. but if we let ourselves be out of control, what is truly next? You know, we've got so many scientific-based stuff and it's like what evolution can we receive? And for me, the inspired is there's a hell of a lot of people out there who truly inspire me by the choices that they make, you know, the ones that just go, I don't care what you think. I'm not looking for you to like me. I'm not looking to be like anyone else. I'm choosing what I know is possible. And for me, that inspiration is the evolution of greater possibilities here on the planet. Thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly here with us today. Sister Bear, I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much, Amrit. I've so enjoyed being on here. You've, you've made my day. <laughs> <laughs> my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.